0: We bring on James Coe, Reception Perception Podcast, and let's just kind of look at this game tonight before we start looking at the rest of the week, obviously, in case anybody's trying to look at last-minute decisions. A lot of people very much in on the tight end situation tonight. Uh, Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave, must starts in your eyes, too.
1: Um, I don't know if Musgrave is, but Sam Laporta, I don't know how you get away from it. I, I mean, the guy's locked and loaded as a top three tight end right now. Um, and, and again, I, I don't necessarily see it as a, as a great matchup, uh, mm-hmm. but certainly I, I think with what Laporta does in this offense, I really like um, I really like him in this spot. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, I don't know how you don't play Laporta at this point, man.
2: What about with Aaron Jones dinged up coming back from injury? Uh, like, and obviously Green Bay hasn't been running the ball well. Big receiving threat to James. Do you stay away from Aaron Jones? Would you look to play props of his and and stay away from starting him? What do you think there?
1: Well, I don't know. Again, for, for Aaron Jones, it's like, I know that A.J. Dillon Hasn't been running well. Uh, And obviously they've got huge issues on their offensive line. David Bakhtiari uh, obviously going on IR, but Elton Jenkins too, uh, out of this ball game. So yeah, look, it's going to be tough sledding uh, for this Green Bay Packers offense to generate a little bit of a run. But that being said, it's not as if Detroit's this shutdown, you know, uh, juggernaut up front, right? So um, I think Aaron Jones is still a playable asset. Look, if you're looking for props, I probably look for, like, an Aaron Jones receiving prop, okay? Not so much the rushing prop. They don't really use, um, you know, A.J. Dillon out of the backfield uh, all that much, and I kind of sort of like Aaron Jones to catch a few balls tonight.
3: What are your thoughts on, right now, the uh, Bengals wide receivers? Because we just saw Jamar Chase have a breakout Monday night football, you know, performance, but Joe Burrow's dinged. He's injured, and you do have T. Higgins. I actually have both of them in fantasy, and you're going against Tennessee, and their pass defense, not very good right now. But what do you do with those guys? What do you do with Chase? What do you do with T. Higgins in a matchup? Not only like player props, but uh, in fantasy as well with a ding Joe Burrow.
1: Hey, listen, Jamar Chase, it was the most predictable, you know, breakout performance there in week number three. You know that this guy who's like a future Hall of Famer in Jamar Chase is not going to put up three bad games. It's just not going to happen, you know. Joe yeah. Burrow hooking up his guy, targeting him often. And, yeah, so you saw a nice breakout performance. I'm expecting that to continue with what I consider to be the worst pass um, defense in the NFL. It's such a heavy pass funnel defense because their guys up front are pretty stout, good at stopping the run. And, man, they've got these Kirkland brand quarterbacks corners man and like you know they just can't stop nobody right now it's an absolute smashy smash smash spot uh, for both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So, yeah, I, I'm really expecting them uh, to have a, both of them to have a very, very nice game. Dude, the Tennessee Titans, the 77.4% comp, uh, completion rate to outside wide receivers, that's the third worst in the NFL. I want to say that again 77.4% completion rate to outside wide receivers. That is so bad. I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both go nuts.
0: Talking to James Coe about MGM tonight. Uh Anthony Richardson practiced in full again today. We know he's been dealing with a concussion and I I mean, he's somebody that's really put up some, I'd say, honestly, maybe not surprising, but better numbers than a lot of us anticipated. I don't want to put words in your mouth if you felt the same way or not, but certainly getting touchdowns on the ground, he's able to run, but throwing the ball particularly well, too. If he is good to go, which it looks like that's going to be the case for the Colts, is he somebody that people should start if they've got him in the lineup? Obviously, there may be a better quarterback for them, but is that somebody that coming off of this concussion you would recommend starting?
1: It's just because of the rushing ability for Anthony Richardson. That's why you got to start the guy, right? Mm. So uh, right now, the LA Rams, I, I think they're a little thin uh, on not just corners, but also their linebacker depth to me is a little thin, right? So those are the guys that you're, you're entrusting to stop somebody like Anthony Richardson. And because they're so thin there, I do think that Richardson uh, can shake loose and really do some damage on the ground. And then on top of that, he's got these receivers, man. Like they don't talk about Michael Pittman. They don't talk about Josh Downs. And alec pierce but that trio of wide receivers is actually pretty good uh so i wonder if anthony richardson could get it going through the air and on the ground against this rams defense so i'm 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 basically anticipating him to have you know a top 12 finish uh at the very worst at that position so yeah i really like anthony richardson this week
2: Ooh, goodness gracious! So I'm curious your thoughts, James, because we have Devon Achan who changes his name after this monster performance, <laughs> four touchdowns, goes bonkers, right. uh, going up against the Bills. Right, Bills defensively nasty. Is what we saw from Devon Achan something that we can believe in? Is this kind of a week to week matchup thing? Uh, and what would you do with him for for props?
1: So, you know, the funny thing with the Bills right now is that right now I think they're more brand name than they are actual game. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bills defense against the run, Um, is just not that good. They're allowing 5.57 yards per carry to running backs. That's the second worst in the NFL. And that's a really intriguing number, considering that both Raheem Mostert, who's averaging 5.9 yards per carry, and Devin Achan, who's averaging, like I don't know, like 15 yards a carry or something crazy, right? Like, it's insane uh, what he is doing from an efficiency standpoint. Now, if you're asking me, what are we doing with Devin Achan? Achan? I can't even get it out. I keep calling him A-chan, I can't help it. But Achan, what are we doing with him? Look, I don't know. It's again, I get that he put up like a 50 spot last week, but man, I feel like this is going to be a much more competitive game. It's going to be high scoring, so I do think you're you're exposing yourself to really good touchdown upside when you're talking about Devin Achan, man. So, but both of those running backs I think are playable. I feel a lot more confident with Raheem Mostert, though.
3: James, I have uh, Jonathan Taylor in the league stash. I know Trista does as well. Where do you think best fit, if he does play football here eventually, where do you think best fit for Jonathan Taylor would be?
1: (laughs) Yo, wouldn't you like to see this guy in Baltimore right now? Baltimore obviously has some issues at the running back position. They lost their starting guy uh, to a season-ending injury. And then you pair an athlete like JT with Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers, and now we are cooking, baby. So, uh, man, I would love... I would love, love, love to see Baltimore pony up and try to get the services of Jonathan Taylor. We just know that that front office is hyper conservative, so it's probably never going to happen. But man, that would be a lot of fun. That would be the one destination where I look at that landscape and I say, yeah, 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 let's make that happen. And plus, they're also in the same division. Again, if Indianapolis looking to move on, they're probably looking at an NFC team.
0: Well, plus we know if he goes to the Ravens, James, he's going to end up getting hurt because everybody just seems to get hurt when you play for the Ravens anyway. So at some point it would just be a problem at that point. Speaking of running backs, Alvin Kamara is going to make his season debut. What's a reasonable expectation for him in his first game back?
1: I'm not expecting much, to be 100% honest with you. You know, I think it's going to be a little bit of a three-headed monster there um, in New Orleans with Tony Jones um, and, and, and the rookie Kendry, uh Miller. So I think they'll ease, I think they will ease Alvin Kamara back in. But no, I'm not expecting a whole heck of a lot. Um, look, with James under center as well. There's not going to be a lot of checkdowns. He just doesn't check the, ba- check the ball down a lot. Plus, I talked about that wide receiver trio there in Indianapolis. This trio in, in New Orleans is pretty good, man. You know, Chris Olave, a budding superstar, but I really like Shahid. And then Michael Thomas, the kind of that old steady hand playing slot for them right now. That's a pretty good uh, three-receiver set that got going for him. Juwan Johnson, obviously a nice pass-catching tight end, too. So what, what kind of meat is left on the bone? For Camara, I don't think he's going to get a lot of rushing work because they're going to work in three running backs, and then I don't think he's going to get a lot of passing work because, well, quite frankly, the Saints just they don't like to pass the ball to their running back, so uh, I don't see a lot of meat left on the bone for Camara uh, at least this week.
2: What do you think about Andy Dalton? Because you know, obviously not a lot of time left on him, but man, last week he absolutely balled. He had 11 receptions, 145 yards. The week before that he was good, too, after week one didn't do a ton. Looks like Bryce Young's going to be back. Is he going to get the targets on a week-to-week basis?
1: Yeah, Adam Thielen absolutely exploded, like you talked about, you know uh, and and the fact that he has another very solid matchup this week looks really good. The Vikings, man, they're a little bit of a, a mess defensively. They've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to inside wide receivers, but the number that I look at, too, they've allowed an 85 percent completion rate to wide receivers lined up inside. That's the worst mark in the NFL. So I, again, I really like Adam Thielen uh, to have a really nice, you know, follow-up game here uh, after exploding for 145. I look at that line of 51 and a half, and I really like it, man. I- I'm going to go ahead and take the over on Adam Thielen, 51 and a half.
3: James, what are you doing with the Chargers skill position players? Because you have Austin Eckler right now, and he's ding Mike Williams, unfortunately, on the IR. Quinton Johnston was their top pick out of TCU, but he's not really... I don't know, he doesn't look like he uh, understands the offense right now, but you still obviously want to get some guys probably in fantasy or play some player props because you have Justin Herbert finally pushing the ball down the field in the Kellen Moore offense. Who do you like for the Chargers right now?
1: Well, I think it's Joshua Palmer's opportunity to – I don't know. Play well. Um, he didn't look great last year, but again, I think with the way Keenan Allen is playing right now, which is just like his hair is on fire, boy. Like I love what I'm seeing from Keenan Allen. Had a career a, a career day last week, which is insane. Uh, at this age, we thought he was a declining player. I, I guess maybe not. Maybe it was just he had a declining OC. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, you talked about Quentin Johnson. You know, he's only played 23.4 percent of the snaps. Uh, meanwhile, Joshua Palmer has played about 60. And the role that Joshua Palmer plays too is very similar to the role that Mike Williams plays um, in terms of where they line up on the field. Mike Williams, you know, primarily known as this outside wide receiver, but you know, he actually played 70% outside and then about 30% inside, right? Same thing with Josh Palmer. So he's played 70-30 outside uh, and they've playing a little bit of a similar role. Okay, now that being said, not a good athlete. Is Joshua Palmer right? Four five one <laughs> forty, uh, a thirty-four inch vertical. They need some juice on the outside, and I know Quentin Johnston hasn't played a ton. But they're going to have to lean on the young young kid to give them some kind of verticality in this offense. He was a slant and go guy in college. You know, 20% of his routes were slants, but 18% of them were on the nine route. And we know that he can win over the top two. Pretty good athlete, 4'4, 9'40, 40 and a half inch vertical. He's a jump ball specialist. Um, (laughs) I. just to uh, someone needs to work with him on his on his catching technique though for a guy of that size to let the ball come into his body the way that it does it's just it just doesn't make sense he's got to get his hands out there and just go attack that football
0: I know defense isn't the flashiest thing in fantasy, but occasionally you have those big performances where you're just going, Oh my God, that won the week for me just because of that. I mean, the 49ers have a chance to feast against Arizona, Philadelphia against my commanders. My God, I'm just petrified at what they could do to that (laughs) offensive line. Even the Chiefs against the Jets. Out of those defenses, or maybe there's even another, which one do you think has the chance to have the best performance this week?
1: If it's not San Francisco, I don't know who it would be. You know, I, I know Arizona put together a surprising performance against Dallas. But you know what? for San Francisco, that was probably the best thing for Arizona to do was come out, they go they, they surprise Dallas, they go out and they win that ball game. San Francisco's coming into this week, week number four and, and I guarantee you the coaches will be like, see? You can't take these teams for granted. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to be on the receiving end of one of these crazy, weird upsets. So I think San Francisco is going to come in. I think they're going to, I mean, just absolutely destroy um, what Arizona wants to get done offensively because really what Arizona is doing right now. They're running the ball really well. James Conner is playing out of his mind, right? I'm like shocked by how well James Conner is playing. But San Francisco was one of the toughest rush defenses in the NFL last year. Again, very, very strong this year. I think they're going to go ahead and just bottle up the run game. And then what do you do? I, I mean, really? You're looking at that wide receiver court. One of the worst in the NFL. Joshua Dobbs. I I, I like what he's doing on, 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 on film right now, but it's still at the end, it's Joshua Dobbs. Okay, so... Um, uh, yeah, no, I think Arizona's going to get absolutely smashed by San Francisco.
0: I mean, it's a fun story what Arizona's doing, but we need to just be logical here. Yeah. In that 49ers defense, good God. <laughs> James Coe, right. Reception Perception Podcast. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks,
1: man. Hey, thanks for having me anytime. Thanks, James. Well,
0: maybe if at least it's like a you know a decent game for Joshua Dobbs, they'll put his jersey in the team store. That, that'd be a nice start.
3: Yeah, man. I'm a big Josh Dobbs fan. You know, like if I, if my team needed a backup quarterback, that's who I'd want. Good guy, Could learn the offense quickly. Funny, makes the throws. Na- a scientist. Works
0: at, or at uh, NASA? Yeah, or yeah. whatever. At least he's in the building of
2: NASA. We know that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, knows you know all
0: what? About the aliens. You can't just get in unless you're a janitor. And even then, they're probably smart too. Twenty minutes to kick off. It's Bet MGM night.